to what we're calling the house of the Lord, right out here in the middle of everything where it needs to be. You've heard it said, live like there's no tomorrow. Well, I'd like to minister to you tonight on live like there is a tomorrow, because there is a tomorrow. There is a world beyond this world. There is a life beyond this life. It is something that is far greater and far grander than anything that you can even begin to imagine. It takes the Spirit of the Lord to open our understanding, to begin to even grasp a little bit of it. There are people throughout the world that definitely live like there is no tomorrow. They push the limit on everything, and they do everything. They disregard the things that are important because they want to have the things that are here now. And they want to do everything that they possibly can and cram it all in to a short lifespan because to live to be 80 or 90 years old is by reason of strength, I would say. And the average is a little bit lower than that. And so they're trying to cram everything in there that they can in those 80 to 90 years. But I want you to think beyond the 80 and the 90 years on this earth. I want you to live like there is a tomorrow because that's the real reality. There is a life beyond this life. It is a life and a world without end. There will be no end to it. The Bible called it world without end. And you need to think about that because the difference is you can be in the right place for all of eternity. You can be in the right place, world without end. You can be where the Scripture said there is no sorrow, there is no suffering, there is no pain, no death, no devil. The former things will be passed away. They'll be gone. But there will be a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. That's going to be world without end where you can be with the right one in the right place, world without end. You can be with Jesus Christ. You can be with His church. You can be with His people. You can be where there will be no devil, no pain, no sorrow, no suffering. I tell you, that's worth living for. You want to live like there is a tomorrow. I'm telling you, there is a tomorrow. There's a life that's better than this life. There's a world that's better than this world. There's opportunity for you, no matter who you are. And it's not based on your education. It's not based on your money or your material wealth. It's not based on your looks or your intelligence. It's based on you repenting of your sins, being baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what it's based on. And that's what everybody needs, and that's what everybody can have. It is a free salvation offered to every race, offered to every country, to every language, to every person on the top side of God's green earth. You can have this truth. You can have this message, and you can have eternal life. You can have what the world without end is going to offer. Just imagine a world with no pain, a world with no sickness, a world where nobody 
gets cancer, where nobody gets AIDS, where nobody has strokes or heart attacks, nobody has any kind of affliction in their lives. It's going to be a world without end. It's never going to come to a stop. Never will it come to a halt. It'll be a world without hunger. It will be a world without thirst. But there's another world, and that too shall have no end. And That world is in the wrong place. And That world was not prepared for you or any of us. That world was prepared for the devil and his angels because he chose to rebel. He chose to rise up against God and his word and his commandments and his thinking. And in going against God, he put himself in a position where he was thrust out and he kept not that which God had offered to him and put in his possession. He scoffed at it. He made fun of it. He didn't want it. And so he found himself out of it. And in finding himself out of it, he has come to this planet, to this world, to make as much trouble as it can. If you want to know where the pain comes from, I tell you it comes from the devil. If you want to know where the misery and the wars and the crime and the violence comes from and the perverted spirits and attitudes and the voodoo comes from, it comes from the devil. He comes to destroy your life. He comes to turn your life upside down. And I tell you, he's miserable and he wants as much company as he can get. The Bible said he's never satisfied. He wants as many as he can take to that other world because he knows he's headed there. He knows he's doomed. He knows his future is sealed. And he wants to convince as many as he can to live for this life, to live for this moment, to give yourself to every kind of drug, to give yourself to every kind of act of violence, to chase every thrill of the flesh. The Bible talked about it being a season, just a, a little season of pleasure. That's what sin is, just for a little while. But then I hate to tell you, but it's going to wind up being a world without end of just horror, horror. And it's beyond our imagination to realize how much we should dread that place, how much we should stay away from that place, that we should get nowhere near. The Bible teaches that hell hath moved herself to meet you at her coming. The devil wants you in hell, and he's very mobile, and he's going to try to move the mouth of hell to swallow you up and take you down into the sides of the pit. He wants to take you to torment. He wants to take you to misery. But I'm telling you, God's got a church, and God's got a plan of salvation and God wants you to go in the first resurrection. He doesn't want you going down. He wants you going up. He doesn't want you going to misery. The Bible talked about going from victory to victory. God wants you to go from a good thing to a better thing. The devil, he just wants to take you down more and more. He wants to take you from misery to misery, from bad situation to a worse situation. He wants you to be locked up for all of eternity in the wrong place where he can torment you continually 
And I'm telling you, you want to live like there's a tomorrow. Live like there's a good tomorrow. Live, live like there's a, an eternal tomorrow. Tell yourself, I'll do without here that I might gain there. That's what you tell yourself. You want to break free from the grip of the enemy. You want to break free from the chains of sin. The Bible teaches that when Jesus, the flesh, had died on the cross, and the Spirit withdrew from that flesh. The Bible teaches that he, for three days, was in the heart of the earth. And there he preached to the spirits that were in prison. I'm telling you, we're preaching to your spirit that's in prison right here and right now. People that are imprisoned by violence. People that are imprisoned by abuse. People that are imprisoned by drugs. People that are imprisoned by alcohol. People that are imprisoned by all forms of hatred and violence. And I'm telling you, Jesus wants to preach to you right in your prison. He wants to come into your mind and he wants to unlock it and get you to welcome him and his power and his glory and give you victory. Give to you what will make you free. That you will no longer have the desire for the drugs. That you will have something far better. That you will have a hope that the Bible teaches is eternal. That you would begin to hope for that which is beyond this world. That you would live for the world to come. Live for that tomorrow. I'm telling you it's a tomorrow worth living for. Because everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be wonderful. And you've got to awaken to that. That there's something so far beyond these buildings around here. There's so something so great that's beyond this little planet down here. There's something vast and grand and great and glorious that you can embrace and tell yourself, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I need. I'm unhappy here. I'm miserable here. I'm trying to make it each day, just trying to get by. But I'm telling you, you need to live like there is a tomorrow because I'm telling you, there is a tomorrow. It is appointed unto us once to die. And after that, there will be a judgment. I want you to begin like the Bible said, to send all of your bad stuff ahead of you for it all to be taken care of because you know that there's a world to come, because you know that you're living for tomorrow, that better tomorrow, that better place, that better resurrection, that you begin to get all the sin and all the misery, get all of that sent out and taken care of already. At Jesus Christ's blood, when you are baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, it is for the full pardon of all of your sins. That he, Jesus, being the governor, will sign the full pardon and everything will be forgiven. Everything will be sent away and remembered no more. He will then fill you with the gift of his spirit, known as the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's the comforter that will be sent into your heart to give you comfort, to give you peace, to give you joy, to give you happiness, to give you a good taste of what is to come. Let's live for tomorrow. Don't live for this moment, this little tiny moment. Every day we draw closer 
Our seconds, our minutes, our hours, our years are running out. We're getting closer and closer to our time. Live these last moments. And we are not just in the end time. We're in the end of the end time. We're right down to the finality here. Jesus Christ will return for his children, his church, his people. And he's going to catch them away in the first resurrection. And people are going to be extremely happy that they lived for tomorrow. That they live knowing that there's a better day. There's a better hope. There's a better resurrection. And everything with Jesus is going to be better. There's many things we suffer here because of the devil. Many wars and many rumors of wars, earthquakes and tsunamis, all kinds of things that take place around the world and will visit every country when I tell you it's going to be a miserable mess. But I am telling you that in the midst of all of that war and pain and trouble, there's a people that can look up. There's a people that can lift up their hearts with their hands. There's a people that can leap for joy and rejoice. It's a people that are called by his name. They're not called by generic titles, but they know the name of the one who holds all the titles. He wears all the hats. The one true everlasting father, and his name is Jesus Christ. And you want to be baptized in that name. You don't just want the titles you want the name of the one that has all the titles. You get his name. His name is Jesus Christ. When you are baptized in his name, it's through faith in his name that you are washed in his blood. And that becomes your covering, covers you, protects you from all the different things that the enemy would do. Ask people who have had the devil casted out of them in the last two and three weeks how much better they feel, how much freer they feel because the devil no longer enslaves them. There's no longer a curse from the voodoo doctor on them. They've been made free by the blood of Jesus Christ. They've been filled with his Holy Spirit. And you can too. Start living like there's a tomorrow because there is. Your first step is to believe what he's saying. And he said it very plainly in his word that every one of us is to repent. We're to tell God we're sorry. And we are to take steps away from the way we have been living. We're going to step away from that. We're going to walk away from that by faith through his grace, through the blessing that he bestows upon us in this period of time in which we're living, you still have an opportunity. You still, up in those apartments, across the street at the grocery store, down the street at different places, you still have an opportunity now. You're living in a, a quickly closing window, but it's still open. You can believe on him as the word says, and the word says to repent. So you tell God you're sorry. And you tell God you want his divine help. And then we will baptize you in water so that you can be buried with Jesus Christ. 
And we will bury that old person that just repented and died to sin. We'll bury that old Egyptian nature. And you'll come up out of the waters a brand new person, washed in his blood, all your dirt carried away, all your sins forgiven. And when you come up out of the waters from that split second, you're born again of water. And from that split second on, you are eligible, you are a candidate, you will be qualifying yourself to receive the free gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of Christ being sent into your believing heart. And when you're believing in your heart, then you will, by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, begin to confess Him in another language as His Spirit gives you the utterance, gives you the ability to speak. That's what will happen. That's what Peter and James and John and the other apostles received. That's what Mary, the mother of the flesh, and the other devout women experienced. And you can have that too. They begin to realize that there is a tomorrow. They started living like there's a tomorrow. Tonight, if you want to start living like there's a tomorrow, then you bring yourself up here to make a repentance to God, to tell Him you're sorry, tell Him you want to break away from sin, you want to get away from the nasty way of living, the sinful way of living. You want to get away from the drugs. You want to get away from the alcohol. You want to get away from the killings and the murders and the gangs and the violence. Oh, you want to get away from the drunkenness, all of this stuff. You want to get away from it. Get me away from it, Lord. You break away with repentance. And as you do that, and you make the next step towards showing and believing that there's a tomorrow, we'll baptize you. We have a water trough over here. We have the church, the baptismal. We will baptize you in water, in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. And it will be for the full pardon of all of your sins. And then you can receive this free gift of the Holy Ghost. That will give you and complete the born-again experience, being born again of water, baptized in Jesus' name, being born again of the Spirit, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. This one baptism puts you into the body of Christ, which is the church. And you can be a part. Jesus said he went in the days of his flesh. He said he was going to Calvary and he was going to prepare a place for you. He prepared a place for each and every individual in the church, in the body of Christ. You want to claim your place. And you've got to begin to live like there is tomorrow. And there is a tomorrow. There is a world beyond this world. We're going to stand now and worship the Lord a little bit. There's a life beyond the life you're living. There's a happiness and a peace and a joy. You don't have to have the shakes because you don't have your drug. Let me tell you, we drink new wine. And when you get the new wine, you don't want the old wine. You won't get the old headaches and the old hangovers and the old shakes. You won't have the mind that's in deliriums and all messed up. But you'll have a clear mind. People have experienced this. When they got the Holy Ghost, they became brand new. 
And they realized that they were free from the things that had been binding them, holding them captive. Now they're free. They're free to pursue that tomorrow, that world to come. John said he beheld it coming right out of heaven. I want you to behold the greatness of God and that he has something real and genuine for you and it's just the beginning. The experience of it is just the beginning. It's just the down payment. It's just the down money. Oh, come on now with me. Let's take a moment, lift our hearts with our hands, and let's worship Him. Got people that want to pray with you tonight. I want you to step away from living for the second in the moment here. Start living for the world to come. Start living like there's a tomorrow. Come on, Lord, I want to get beyond this world. I want to get beyond this life. There's nothing that can even begin to approach in importance to this tomorrow that we're so close to. Come on now. You're near somebody, maybe you can, it's appropriate, take them by the hand and bring them to the front. Come for prayer. Everybody should want prayer. Invite somebody to come with you. Come close. Oh, yes. Come on now. Come on now. Oh, yes. Come on, Lord. Live like this tomorrow.
I'm alive.